Previously on Unbillable Boston. Best cop show, TV show ever, just to join in? Sure. Well, ever? Yes. Barney Miller. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, uh, starring the, um, the guy who is always the most difficult question when you play the Alive or Dead game. Abe Pagoda. Pagoda. By the way, what is he? Uh, I'm going to say dead now. No. He's alive. Abe Pagoda, at, at hand to God, Abe Pagoda is alive. At, at least... As the taping of this podcast today, <laughs> we will update you uh, as the story continues. That was Frank Rudowitz last week on Unbillable Boston. Just some uh, some fun games with with Frank, who is a forensic accountant and investigator over at Markham LLP. Great show there. Check out all past episodes of Unbillable Boston at unbillableboston.com. Or you know what? If you forget, go to thebostonpodcast.com. What could be easier to remember than that? I, I defy you to answer that. This is David Yaz. I am the host of Unbillable Boston. I'm over at Morgan Stanley, where I do investment planning and special needs planning. I'd be happy to uh, talk to you about what I do. You can always email me. Try uh, eh, try davidlyas at gmail.com. And uh, so welcome back to Unbillable Boston. Thanks for being here. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. And if you forgot, it's approaching on Sunday. So I hope you're hearing this before Mother's Day so you can run out and get the, get the gift for mom. Make sure you give mom a, a big hug uh, on Mother's Day. And for your listening pleasure, you can share with mom this edition of Unbillable Boston because we have a, a Mother's Day theme of sorts. We talked to Nancy Kremens, who's a former president of the Women's Bar Association. We talked to her about uh, all kinds of stuff, her career as uh, an attorney over at Gesmer Updegrove. She does a lot of work with startups. We talk about work-life balance, all that kind of stuff. And uh, there are other doodads in the show that you're you're going to want to listen all the way through because we, we play the five-minute drill, which is just a, a fun sort of Q&A with four professionals, rapid fire. And then we come back with our favorite game, Wicked Smart, where we invite in um, Andrea Kramer, who was also a former president of the Women's Bar. And we do a Mom's Day game, special Mom's Day game, Mom Trivia. Brush up on your Mom Trivia and play along with us. Of course, I am joined by my co-hosts on this uh, edition of Unbillable Boston, Max Perlman from Hirsch Roberts and the great Sarah Worley from Worley Conflict Resolution. So happy Mother's Day to everyone. Go hug your mom. Have a great one and enjoy the show. Oh, wait, I almost forgot. Ava Goda is still okay, everyone. He's 94, by the way. Unbelievable. Enjoy the show. This one's for you, Boston. Washington's a different city than it was 20 years ago. The hope rises again, and the dream lives on. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. The world will return to this great American city to run harder than ever and to cheer even louder. This is our f***ing city. It is our city, and those words of David Ortiz are continue to ring like the bells of liberty throughout our city and it's baseball season and so we're happy um actually truth be told as we record this it is a still a dreary cold day in boston just another continuation of this miserable miserable winter which refuses to leave okay now i'm bummed out anyway but uh this is david yaz from morgan stanley and welcome once again to unbillable boston where we talk about all the behind the scenes behind the scenes stuff when it comes to boston politics law media philanthropy whatever it is you'd like to talk about that's important with the city. 
And with me as usual is Max Perlman, our host here at uh, the Palatial Studios of, of Hirsch Roberts, the law firm. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, the one complaint I've heard about this podcast, Dave, is that uh, you don't let me talk enough. So I'm gonna, Okay, I'm gonna so moving on, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> and the um, other complaint is that Sarah doesn't, doesn't talk enough. Sarah, um, do you have anything to say? Who? Who? No, <laughs> I, I really... Dave quite, is blushing right now, by the way. Yeah, I quite enjoy listening to Dave. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fine. You're just along for the ride. It's a rare um, role on a podcast. Her role is to listen to us uh, talk, but she's so good at it. I'm kidding. Sarah Worley, if you didn't know, is the is the greatest neutral in this city. And by neutral, I mean arbitrator, mediator, extraordinaire. Use that word too much, but it fits. I mean, darn it, it fits. I would agree. You, I've can, been there. Can you be the greatest you. neutral? Is that yeah, possible? that's. Either, either, I it's think like you can. extra medium. The most shirt. neutral, neutral. Yeah. Couldn't be any more neutral. I think you can. I think I can. <laughs> so the fourth vibrant voice you hear today is that of Nancy Cremens, who's a very good friend of mine. She's a lawyer over at the law firm of Gesmer Updegrove, where she does litigation. She does a lot of work with startups. You probably know Nancy's name. She's a former president of the Women's Bar Association. You know what? When I read down your bio, Nancy, it's a combination of. Um, incredible honors and a lot of silly puns on working moms uh, like all the like mogul mom and maid panel discussion what, what does that even mean so my my friend liz o'donnell wrote the book called mogul mom and Maid. oh okay yes and oh. so when she went on this i was quoted as were a number of wba members in the book when she was writing it about sort of what it's like to be a regular working mom in the world not cheryl sandberg not like a regular working mom and what it really takes to make it all work. Right. And and I truthfully do not have the answer. But people the, seem to think I do, so I'm happy to talk about it. Well, I'm glad you admit that you don't have the answer because I feel like we talk about a lot of these things and never quite get the answer, but it's good to talk about them. You're, you're on a TV show, which it may not be quite the production level of, you know, meet the press or anything, but... We're working on it. We expect to be syndicated nationally within what the is, year. What is that who are we to talk, though, about uh, production <laughs> levels, dude? Hey, come on. I spent 89 bucks on this microphone. <laughs> so, uh, what's the name of that TV show? This it's is called Hello Ladies. Hello Ladies. And it was yeah. launched as a result of the book, the Mogul Mom and Maid book. The author, Liz O'Donnell, oh, launched, launched a cable show. She's on the show. She she okay. is the host of the show. She's the host of and the show. we, it's like, you know, The View, but far less produced. Right. And much more... Um, I would say liberal leaning. <laughs> yeah. But we I don't think we've really gotten to politics yet, so that's to be determined, I suppose. Not like Wayne's World meets the view. No, we just finished a beauty episode and we talked about our favorite beauty products and also the cost of that oh. expectation for women to be beautiful in the workplace and what it and what it really so means. So you want it both ways then, don't you? It's just the reality that we live in. You've got to play where you are. When I was in college, I had to write a paper comparing the movie Working Girl with the movie The Apartment. So, you're familiar with the uh, Working no Girl, working girl okay? Yes. With um, Melanie Griffith, and she she raises from the ranks of secretaries to become an executive. Mind for business and a bod for sin. That's right. Great movie. That's right. Very good. No, excellent movie. Yeah. Alec Baldwin makes a cameo in that in that My film. Hero. Okay, and so. In, uh, it was that, the sort of successful modern woman versus in the apartment, which was this movie basically about uh, Jack Lemmon having an apartment in town that all of his, uh, you know, lecherous male friends wanted to use to take women to. And so that was more of the Mad Men era. But my conclusion was that Working Girl, in Working Girl, you still had to have Harrison Ford kind of 
you know, helping her right at the right at the end. Can I tell a story about where's my crickets? The, 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 there, there we go. Okay, so I can't use the crickets button in gym class. Um, <laughs> All right, I haven't allowed Nancy to talk nearly enough. Is there a question? They were pending? just making fun. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just for yeah. you leave thoughts in the air that it would, in the hope that one of you people it would might foment pick up discussion and, and run with it. Yeah, um, just, missed. I'm, I'm yeah. throwing up balloons here, and you guys without a dart gun. So. <laughs> So let's talk about your practice now. So you're over at Gesmer, um, excellent firm here in Boston. And actually, we had we've we've already interviewed two of your clients here, right. uh, Adam Goldberg and Ned Sahin, who we we had on that episode about special needs breakthroughs. Both CEOs of interesting companies. Tell us about what you do and how you work with entrepreneurs. Sure. So my role at Gesmer, I like to tell people that I solve problems that startup companies face because I handle employment matters, dispute resolution, but I also meet them very early in their life cycle, talk them through what they need to do to get from idea to launch to revenue. And we have a full team of incredibly good lawyers who live and breathe the startup space and have before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a great list of clients and who are you know, lighting the world on fire, who are doing great things, who are solving big problems, and who, um, who we hope view us as their trusted business advisors, not just their legal counsel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is the, the fun part of this, and then what maybe is the part that isn't so fun? The fun part of working with startups is that they're incredibly optimistic as people, right? To be an entrepreneur, to leave your job and start a business, you have to believe that you can do it. And even though the data suggests otherwise, the data suggests that your company will more likely fail than it will to succeed, and you're taking on big problems. And so you have to have that optimism, which is uncharacteristic of lawyers, I've found as a rule. Um, the harder part is, especially early in their life cycle, they don't have money. So. We'll get to that in a second. You said lawyers aren't optimistic. Does that mean that there are occasions where you want? I don't want you to to uh, trash anyone in your firm, but is the dynamic that you want to bring someone in as a as a client? They might not have the money. You think they're worth taking a chance on, is, and you can't. Is there any? No, that? absolutely not. No. The 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 firm is committed to the space, and yeah. so you know you you take the risk when you when you are playing in in the startup world. You just have to. It's part of what we do. I think. What it, what it more realistically means is you've got clients who want to do these things and they want to sort of break things and move ahead because that's their mentality. And as the they lawyers... Wanna, they want to break things? Yeah, that's, you know... I like breaking. Break things. Yeah. Um, not actual things, but oh, rules and maybe not follow protocol and maybe not form their company correctly out of the gate. Write emails telling people they're going to get equity and don't paper that anywhere. You know, they, they just move ahead. Re- they're trying to move ahead really fast. Mm-hmm. And... If they're not working closely with their legal counsel, you know, from the early days, there's a, often can be a lot of mess to clean up after the fact. Are there moments where you kind of said, "Yeah, this is cool. This is why I got into this." Can you tell us any stories of without without giving away client confidence, of course, but the stuff that you've worked on that you've considered particularly invigorating? I think any time. So, for example, um, I've been working with this particular client. Um, the name of the company is called Bookaboot. And I met the entrepreneur when she was still working full time at Fidelity, when it was just an idea. What's how do you spell buka? B u c a b o o t. Okay, this is some sort of footwear. It's a trunk for your bicycle. You put it on the back of your bike. It's uh, waterproof. It locks. You can use British, it to carry gro- boot. Company? Yes. No, it's an it's an American company, but the name was inspired from when she was in London. Boots is a British term. Oh, this this, this shop is coming right at my boot. 
something well, she, like she that. She didn't say Australian, she said British. Yeah. Did I mix them up? <laughs> They'd say that in Australia too. No, they don't. Okay. They anyway, so Buka Boots. So you yes. put your butt, it's a, it's a big, like, uh, it's a tr- like an it's exterior big, trunk. Yeah, it's an exterior trunk. It's yeah. waterproof, it's lockable. You can leave your stuff in it and lock it, and it's to be able to use your car, your bike, more like a car. And when I and met you her, said as a lawyer, the organized crime is going to use it for nefarious purposes, right? No, I no. do not. Okay. I said this is such a cool idea. What what stage are you in? And she's like, it's really just in the idea stage. So that was, a f- mm-hmm. I want to say, about three years ago. She and I met randomly at an event. We sat down next to each other. Um, she completed a successful Kickstarter campaign for the product last year. They raised eighty five thousand mm. dollars. They put it into production, so they created the entire design, put it into production, and they're about to be real Buka boots on sale in the market this year, in two months. And I was able to help and, and work with her to c- cause her idea, her dream, to be real. Do you get into the idea stuff, or are you, in other words, you actually discuss business strategy with her as Absolutely. it crosses over into the law. I did yeah. yesterday. Okay. We we were we had a brain trust meeting with a bunch of folks on the marketing side of things. And um, and even lawyers know how to So how close sometimes. is Buka Boot to being like on the market? It's it's actually you can buy it pre sale right now. And yeah, you can go to their website, bookaboot.com. Catherine, this is totally free advertising. You better share this. (laughs) Um, And and they will have actual physical products come late May. All right, let's take a break. And when we return, more from Nancy Kremens on all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about work-life balance. We're going to talk about how uh, Nancy is the most... Strident feminist you will ever meet. Strident. Maybe Is that we'll the talk word about we're use? that okay. time you called and complained when I worked at Lawyers Weekly because one of our ads uh, was too sexy or something. You remember that one? I do remember that. All right. Well, stay with us on Unbillable Boston. This is J.W. Kearney Jr. and my week would not be complete unless I've listened to Unbillable Boston. Terrible, and um, we were all home, and I had I have a deadline that I was trying to meet. And when my husband was outside clearing the driveway, I was in charge of keeping the kids entertained. But um, when he came in, I would go upstairs and lock the door and, and work. And my daughter, who's four, kept coming upstairs and banging on the locked door. Mommy, mommy, let me in. I need to see you. Don't you like me? And then she came up. She took a break, came up, and pretended to be my husband, using a deep voice, Nancy, I brought you a banana. Open the door. It was like the Land Shark episode. And we're talking here with Nancy Kremens. That's Nancy's voice on the TV show, which I'm sure you've seen. It's called Hello Ladies, which is on local cable. Dead on local cable so Dead far. Dead on local cable. Demanded in your town. That was good, though. That was a good story. That was about all the snow days, and you're lovely daughter, Aoife, um, your four-year-old, bothering you. Um, w- w- <laughs> I didn't watch the rest of the episode. That's okay. Was there any thrilling conclusion to that? The thrilling, the last piece yeah. of it was, you know, she knows her audience and tried to incent me to open the door by telling me she had wine. I mean, from, from what, you know, you were president of the Women's Bar, uh, like, two years ago, maybe? Yeah, 2011 to 12. So, I mean... Not that we're going to solve any grand societal question here, but, I mean, have things gotten better in Boston and elsewhere when it comes to law firms recognizing that um, 
the path women need to take and and in general promoting women to become equal partners to their to the men in the firm truthfully the progress if any is very slow Mm -hmm. the data hasn't moved a ton in -hmm. the last 20-30 years about female equity partners at AMLA 200 firms it's stuck somewhere at about 18% Sarah, do you remember when the Boston Bar did that uh, study called Facing the Grail? Yes. Nancy Ballard, do you that. remember that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, it, it was the first, I'll say the pros and cons. Con, I'll do the con first. Con, in my opinion, it ended up being another one of those bar association studies that really didn't do anything. But pro, it tried it in a different way that others hadn't. And what it did was it analyzed data and showed that if women continued to leave at a certain point in their partner track at a firm, in the numbers that we're seeing right now, it hurts the law firm's bottom line at the end of the day. So you're really losing money, law firms, because you're not, uh, uh, let's see, putting forth a friendly path for women to be able to raise a kid and still you know, maintain a presence at the firm and eventually come back and be partner on that. It's brain, brain drain. That's it. not rocket science. And right. it's, it's shocking that it actually took that substantial a commitment to a study to come to that conclusion. But it doesn't matter what the profession is, it, no. you know, whether it's law or somewhere in finance or, you know, in the startup world where I play about access to capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, all the data is the same about... Let me in. Getting I money and staying and female-founded teams and why it's good to have women on your teams because they help the bottom line across the board, and it's still... So what do we do? Infuriatingly low. What do we do? You got, we got to draft... I want answers. you got to draft the men. you got to be willing to take it on. Men have to help. They've got to do more. They've got to be willing to take this, the steps that are required. Show up in the room when there are women's events. Well, Max, you're a, a male partner at a law firm. What do we do? I'm also a member of the Women's Bar Association. Oh. Hey. Hey. All right. Yeah. Good. All right. Max is standing and bowing right now. Mm-hmm. As he should be. Yeah. Well, and we need more of them. Point out the first Women's Bar Association gala. It wasn't called that then. Mm-hmm. That I went to was in 1991. Mm-hmm. There were three tables of ten women um, on the top floor of Faneuil Hall. That was. It. Yeah, and now, what eighteen, nineteen hundred people at the Westin every year? Yeah, we get about it's a just shy of a thousand because that's the space. But we have uh, about sixteen hundred members. It is impressive. So what? So in raising all that money, what is the best thing that the Women's Bar Association does with that money? I think that to pick one would be very difficult for me. I think we do a lot of good things with it because we have a. A two-focus mission. One is on. She's stalling. Su- no, I'm not supporting women who are in the profession, and that means giving them access to the information, mentorship, guiding, guidance, training that they need to be successful in their career paths, letting them know what what their choices are. Um, and the other piece of it is, you know, focused on making Massachusetts a better place for women and children, which means, you know, filing amicus briefs and pursuing a legislative agenda like the pay equity bill that is currently pending before the legislature. You know, that is. That is important work, also incredibly important work. So to pick one, I don't think I could do it, but I think 
being able to mobilize people to support pay equity, to be able to support whatever legislative priorities that we have is hugely important. Were you cheering for Patricia Arquette when she made her little play for equal pay after she got the Oscar? I think it was great that she said it. I think whenever somebody is at least raising awareness, they're doing a good thing. If you can bring it to the forefront of the conversation, it's always going to help. It's just like Sheryl Sandberg, right, with Lean In, right? Mm -hmm. That became the conversation that everyone was having. Very few people are having the life of Sheryl Sandberg. Will ever have the life of Sheryl Sandberg. We'll be lucky enough to have the problems that she has. But it at least inched the needle on the conversation. Someone's a little jealous of Sheryl Sandberg. Totally. Why wouldn't I be? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask about uh, another iconic woman who's been in the news a lot in the last few months here. We're going to talk about Madonna but, later. So, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Talk about Ellen Powell and the case that uh, the Kleiner Perkins case that uh, recently uh, was decided in uh, California. Yeah. What, what, Im- what impact do you think uh, that case and everything that, that happened in that case will have on the, the, the venture capital uh, community and on, on uh, women professionals in general? I think, so there was a, an article, I think it was published in Fortune yesterday, that lawyers in, in San Francisco are already seeing what they're calling the POW effect that more women in tech are coming forward with with discrimination claims. I've heard that, and I wondered if that would be the case or if it would deter women from coming forward because the the end result in that case was not a a good one for for her. It was not a good one for her, but I, I think there was so much attention that and so much conversation about what that looks like and how bias can play out. And even though she didn't ultimately prove her case that the, that she was entitled to damages people started having the conversation about you know when you're getting a review and they're calling you aggressive you know or complaining about your personality when it has nothing to do really with your job performance you know the, these are real things that need to people need to think about from the management side as well as the employee side you know yeah. it happens gender bias is a real thing and it's just something that we have to figure out how we're going to call out and deal with. And as a woman in the work world, you have to deal with it. You know, and you have to figure out what strategies you're going to use to deal with it, whether that is moving ahead with a litigation or whether it's having a supportive community of other women and men who you can turn to when bad things happen, when you feel like you need to be supported and lifted up. Have allies in your workforce if you can. So you have a project you're working on right now that you wanted to tell us about. So tell I do. Us about it, please. Yeah, I want to tell you about an organization I started um, about a year ago called She Starts. Um, we're based here in Boston. Though we're planning a soft launch in San Francisco in June. Um, it exists to support a uh, soft launch. That means just like a salad and uh, yeah. some fruit, maybe. Exactly. Right. I think she's launch or lunch. Launch. Launch. Oh, launch. Yeah. Okay. Soft launch is what you get at the nursing home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something blended with a straw. Okay, now hold on. You're Boston-based, but you're, there's, there's, you're launching this in San Francisco. What? We're launching... So it exists to support female-founded entrepreneurs, like female-founded companies, women entrepreneurs, to create an ecosystem where they are getting access to the networks, the education, and the training that they need to grow successful companies. An ecosystem? Yes, an ecosystem. So it's... Does that mean it's environmentally friendly as well as... No. You're environmentally friendly to women, yes. The meeting's at the Rainforest Cafe. It's environmentally downtown. friendly to women. Of course. 
Okay, so it, it's meant for women entrepreneurs to, it's, to it's resources for women entrepreneurs. Correct. Right. And Boston is where we are, so that's where we started. But San Francisco is a hotbed of, of entrepreneurship. There's a lot of money. This is a Nancy Kremen's entity, this, or is this a, is this your firm's? It's entity? no, it's mine. It's your okay. Yeah. She's mine, mine with mine with Liz. And you, what you re- recently recognized? Someplace you got some attention for yes, there uh, the ABA magazine, the right. ABA Journal published a, a piece on it in March. Cool. Yeah. And so yeah, tell us what we can expect over the next year. Or what so. you can expect in the next year. So we we were having a lot of programming. Um, we just completed one on building advisory boards for your startup, and we had a great panel, included some some founders and an angel investor. Um, our next one is a really terrific media panel, How to Tell Your Startup Story. Um, we're probably, we're planning on doing office hours to help women entrepreneurs come in and prepare their pitch so when they're going in to meet investors, they can tell a compelling story. Better likelihood that they'll get resources for their company. Okay. Um, we've got. A, is there no? Do you have any competition? It's, I know it's not about that. But no, is it's there, not about that. But is there? Well, is there any <laughs> such? There is there any? There are other. There are there other organizations yeah. that do exactly what it is that we're so we're um, we're agnostic as to the uh, specific focus of the startup. So there are you know, tech and fashion and various things. And this is more of a big tent organization. Okay. Um, So we're collaborating with other groups as well. Where do people find out about it? Um, They can go to shestarts.co. Co? Co? Just just CO. Just CO. That's a new thing? That's a thing. That's very confusing to me. No, it has to be three. Okay. No, it's shestarts.co. All right. We've been talking with Nancy Kremens, who's been just awesome and like such a good sport. And thank you, Nancy. And I really needed a communications. Make sure to no, you did great. Make sure to check out uh, SheStarts.co. That's just CEO. SheStarts.co. That's Nancy's new venture, which is very exciting. And where do we find you at your law firm? At uh, Gesmer.com. At uh, not not at in other words at but www.gesmer.com HTTP Also on Twitter at NM Kremens (laughs) What's your Twitter handle? NM Kremens NM Kremens, alright, thanks for joining us and uh, Nancy, you're awesome and uh, stay with us stay with us on Unbillable Boston The 5 Minute Drill Time is very precious to me. Put that coffee down. It's about honor. It's about respect. In any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. You were meant to be here tonight. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Welcome back to Unbillable Boston, another special edition of the five-minute drill, the four-headed five-minute drill, if you will. We have uh, four professionals here that are just terrific who are going to play along, and I'm going to let them give their little spiel to tell us who they are. So, uh, Amy Carlin, you're up first. I am a partner with a law firm Morgan, Brown & Joy here in Boston, and we do labor and employment law, represent companies, uh, and handle disputes relating to uh, employment uh, matters. Very good. Yes. I'm Neil Winston. I'm an attorney, a principal at Winston Law Group, practicing about close to 40 years now, doing special needs law, disability law, and elder law. I'm a certified elder law attorney. 
Typical examples are I would get a referral from a litigator to do a special needs trust or a family might come in and ask moms in a nursing home, what do we do now? Okay. Chad. Chad Kindrigan. I'm a uh, partner at the firm of Looney and Grossman in Boston. I do business litigation work, which is uh, helping businesses with all of the uh, disputes and, and uh, other types of problems that they get themselves into. Thank you, Chad. Arden. Arden O'Connor, O'Connor Professional Group. We work with families and individuals struggling with behavioral health issues, addiction, mental health, and eating disorders. All right. A whole lot of crises, crises <laughs> being managed with this group here, which is great. So tell me what the best part of your job is. Tell me what the best part of your job is. And Amy, let's start with you. The best part of my job is when managers call me and they're upset and anxious about things going on with their employees and I'm able to talk to them and help them manage the situation so that it calms them and gives them a plan to move forward that they feel confident about. All right. Neil? Two parts that are really, uh, really I, I focus on now in this part of my life. One is uh, I can I really feel connecting with clients and feeling almost like part and put myself in their shoes and use my life examples as advising them. And the second thing is uh, mentoring the younger people in my firm. It's just uh, it, it's so good to be able to pass on what you do. All right, Chad. The the best moment really is when when a uh, a decision comes in from a court. And, and you've succeeded, you've got a victory. Uh, and it, it really is, it, that, that of course is second to the, the, the one other instance, which is when a jury comes back in a case that you've tried to a jury and the verdict is in your client's favor. There's, there's really no better feeling at that one moment in time. Very good, Arden. I think my favorite moments are when a client calls and says how well they've been received by our team member. I think it's an honor to be trusted in some of the biggest uh, life-changing moments of a lot of the families we deal with and so when someone on our team has done a good job managing that it's a real gift to get a comment like that back from a client. Okay, in the movie biography of you, what actor or actress would play you? Neil? Dustin Hoffman? No, correct answer is Michael Douglas. Isn't that obvious? <laughs> <laughs> Amy? Meryl Streep. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Chad. Uh, me. Uh, go with uh, William Hurt. That's not bad. Anyone have a better one for Chad? Clint Eastwood. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins is the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> Arden. Arden. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. I have two small dogs. I can carry them around in a purse. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even without the dogs, we would have been all right. Um, very good. Okay, uh, Mother's Day coming up. What's the best uh, lesson you ever got from your mom? The thing, the best piece of advice you ever got from your mom, Chad? Would you like to start with that? It, it was uh, be, just figure out what you believe in and and do that. All right, Arden. Never be embarrassed if you get shushed at a restaurant for being too loud. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yes, Neil. Always wear clean underwear. <laughs> we don't need any follow-up to that, by the way, but I, I, I have to go on. Um, and Amy? Uh, I guess always respect and honor other people, you know. Very good, very good. Okay. On a typical weekday, what do you have for breakfast? 
typical weekday breakfast. Amy. Yogurt and granola. Plain, unsweetened yogurt. Healthy show off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bagel and fruit. Bagel and fruit. Jack? Yellow cereal with blueberries if it's uh, the right season. Wow. Okay. Pardon? English muffin with almond butter and jam. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We're zipping right through this. Not a donut in the group. I can't believe it. Okay, uh, let's see. They are rebooting the odious television show Full House. If you had to bring back a TV show from your youth, what TV show would that be? Chad. Be Star Trek, the original Ooh, series. Gee, they've never rebooted that thing. Have they? <laughs> <laughs> um, good answer. Uh, Neil. Lone Ranger. Oh, yes. They did. They tried that with Johnny Depp, and apparently it sucked. So, oh well. Uh, Amy? Family ties to that question. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wait, are job. all the cast members still with us? Um, I think so. Mm -hmm. Even okay. Skippy? Okay. Um, Arden? Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, please no. Please no. All right. Um, be honest. How many phone numbers do you actually know right now by heart? How many phone numbers do you think you know, Chad? Maybe one or two. You don't have to know them anymore, right? <laughs> okay. Neil? Maybe half a dozen. Half a dozen. Three. Okay. Three. Ten. Arden, you win. Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, if you've been to Disney World, or really, I guess, any other theme park, uh, what's your favorite ride? Favorite Disney World ride? Uh, Chad, you got one? We're gonna go with the big water slides at those uh, water parks. Like the flume rides. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you will get wet, so be careful. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Neil. Uh, the Dumbo thing. Yeah, everyone loves Dumbo. Sure. I had to ride it with my kids ten times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> over and oh. over again. Amy? Um, I like old school, I like old roller coasters, like the Thunder Mountain mm -hmm. thing. Thunder Mountain, yeah. Yeah, like you slow. Ever go, you ever go on the one at Paragon Park that creaked every time you went up there? Oh, no. no. Okay. But Salem Willows used to have one. I don't know if anyone remembers that. It's but just, it's, it's always exciting when you hear the, the creak of the wood as you're going up. <laughs> yes. It just adds to the thrill <laughs> of it. Exactly. Arden, you got one? Pirates of the Caribbean. That's a very, that's a classic. Very good. <laughs> did I get everybody in that one? I think I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll end with something nice. If you have a, a personal, professional credo, what is it? Your personal, professional philosophy or credo. Chad. Uh, do the right thing for the client. All right, Neil. Tortoise wins the race. Nice. Okay. Uh, be a good listener. Make the person feel confident about what you're. I'm sorry. What was that? Can you? I wouldn't. Oh, I got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Arden. Be calm and breathe before you react. Okay. Everybody, take a breath and a round of applause for our family. Thank you for participating in the drill. And stay with us. We'll be right back on Unbillable Boston. Welcome back to Unbillable Boston, and we're up to one of our favorite segments, the game show known as Wicked Smart. And now no. it's time no. for Wicked Smart. I'm smart! My boy's Wicked Smart. I'm smart! Wicked Smart. I'm smart! Well, it is Mother's Day, or at least close to it, maybe not today per se, but we thought in honor of Mother's Day, we do a special Mother's Day edition of Wicked Smart, and we have... A, uh, a star-studded panel here. In addition to Max and, and Sarah being here, we have uh, Nancy Kremens, who is uh, a, 
uh, lawyer over at Gesmer. Uh, up to, uh, up to Grove. It's still Gesmer up to Grove. Okay. Still Gesmer. The name of the firm has changed over the no, years. No, Lukash Gesmer. Lukash was yeah. there. Yeah. What happened to him? He's gone now. Oh, all right. Well, we wish him well. Um, what kind of he'll gone? He'll be missed. <laughs> not like gone, gone. Not not gone from the earth. Just no, no he's not put in a buka boot and okay. trip ridden across the country. <laughs> no. Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are you guys We're done? We're going to cut this segment. <laughs> Maybe. Nancy Kremens, who, uh, in addition to being a, uh, a lawyer who works with a lot of entrepreneurs over at Guest Market Grove, is a former president of the Women's Bar Association. And then we have, actually, the woman who was the next president of the Women's Bar Association, Andrea Kramer, who's high-fiving with Nancy as we speak, who is a partner right here at Hirsch Roberts. Andrea, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. That, that was well done. Spoken like a, a pro, you know. Um, so, are you guys ready? Do you? How are you on mom trivia? Terrible. All right. So lay it on me. Okay. So I think what we'll do is we'll go around. Max, are you playing too, or are you just going to leave this? Absolutely. Yes, you're going to play. All right. Yeah, so we'll I'm go around. Out. Winning this. Mm. Okay. Is there, and, um, is there a trophy? And uh, no, there's no no pride, pride. And actually, you know what? Um, we have Willie Slate here, who is uh, the real brains behind the operation here at Hirsch Roberts. <laughs> I don't know what your title is, jack of all trades or something. Willie, are you with us? Sure. Other than my, uh, can you keep score? Yeah. All right, we're gonna let Willie keep score. All right. shirt and tie is great. Does I was noticing that. Very good. He's a good-looking dude. All right, here we go. Let's start. I'm gonna start with uh, Nancy. Nancy, here's here's uh, the first uh, question for you. Okay. What actress is the daughter of legendary actors Janet Lee and Tony Curtis? The daughter of Janet Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. Very good. Where's my key? Okay. Very good. One point for Nancy. Correct. All right. Does Max um, have to put his iPod in his, uh, his phone, phone down? down yeah, no Googling. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cheater. No Googling. Oh, email your client. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Here we he go. doesn't know the question yet, so that's probably fine. Uh, you guys know the actress Mariska Hardigay, right? She is famous for the show. Oh man, I don't even know. She, SVU. She's a, S, uh, Law and Order. Yeah. Law and Order SVU. SVU, right? Who is Marissa Hardigay's famous mom? Nice. So this is for me, right? That's right. Um, First indication that he has no idea. Uh, Elaine Stritch. No, no, no. I don't know who that is, but it sounds like a good guess. I'm very impressed. Elaine is great. Very yeah. good. Yeah. She's All right. Dead, she is. All right, Andrea, you you can steal now. No, you, I can't. <laughs> I would if I could. Any, does no. anybody know who Marissa Hardigay is? I didn't know this until I read it. Do you know? No. Nope. I'll give you a hint. She was uh, an actress and a starlet of the of the '60s. Uh, I think the '60s. She was definitely uh, often you know mentioned in circles with Marilyn Monroe. Jane Russell. No. Closer. You're very close. You might even say you got one of the names right. Mansfield. James Manfield, that's right. Y'all got it wrong, though. Sorry. Really? Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. Um, moving right along. Uh, who is... This is kind of an easy one. It's mine. Keep going. Who's the famous daughter... Uh, Andrew, who is the famous daughter of actress Goldie Hawn? Oh, for God's sakes, I blanked on her name. Ugh, can't read your lips, she was in. She's blonde and she's had about ten husbands. Not that many. No, it's basically Hollywood. That's fair too. Except she had them by twenty-five. 
can't remember her name. She was in uh, Almost Famous was. and. Uh, yeah, you can picture her I exactly. You know what? I, even though I have in front of me, but th she has kind of a sort of kind of generic name. That's why. That's why I sometimes forget. Do you know? I know. She also did that. Kate Hudson. Sarah. Uh, she All right. said no. Right. Points to Nancy. Thank well done. You. Well done. Nice I job. tried. I can't. I can't remember. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. You're not gonna. Whose turn? <laughs> Whose turn is it? Sarah. Sarah. Okay. Um, this always goes well for me. This famous mother won the Nobel. No, excuse me. This, this famous mother. Three, two, one. This famous mother won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979 for her work as part of an order of nuns serving in Calcutta. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Just go right, right with your gut. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Mother. Like mother. Okay. Yeah. I've been talking over Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Nancy. Another okay. round? Okay. Yes. Uh, famous mother named uh, Mary Wollstonecraft was famous as an early feminist. Do you know who she is? I do. I've you read do? her work. All right. Well, she had a daughter who became a famous author. Who was the daughter? Yeah, I'm going to pass to Andrea. Okay. Do you know I it? I told you I don't know the names, but she wrote Frankenstein. That's right. You know what? We'll give you credit. Anybody know? Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley. Yeah. Mary yeah. Shelley. <laughs> there you go. You knew that, Willie? You did. I knew you should let name. him play. Willie, Frankenstein. Oh, when well, I said Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mary Wollstonecraft wrote one of the first treated feminist treatises ever. All right. What was it called? We don't, don't know. Two names. <laughs> and then, and then her, it, it, I mean, was she a proud mother or not that her daughter is writing Frankenstein? I mean, it's an excellent book. It's a book. Yeah. A good book. And they were very close, in fact. Yeah. The actual Frankenstein is a is a wonderful book. The movies are, you know, a little suspect. They're about the monster. No, I, no, I'm sure. Yeah, the Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is a, a wonderful book. It, I just it doesn't have a lot of uh, positive dark. female dark. role models yeah. in it. I don't think. But, no, but it anyway. Okay, Max is it, is it Max's turn? It is. It is. Okay, uh, actress. Tippi Hedren is the mom of what famous actress? Actress Tippi Hedren. Used to be married to Antonio Banderas. His name apparently I remember. Oh, yes. Oh, that was a big hint. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a hint. This is a three-generation. Um, we already quoted that, uh, her today. We did. Well, sort of. I actually know this one. So Tippi Hedren. So this Tippi Hedren. I don't know. No, no. She used to be married to uh, the guy from Miami. Post. All right, Andrea, you get to. Remember her name? I don't know the Melanie name. Melanie Griffin. What? Thank you. Yeah. I know everything yeah. about that. Point for Nancy. Point for Nancy. I remember I told you we quoted. Not we quoted from the movie. Content. Working I Girl, People Magazine. And then <laughs> Melanie Griffiths. Do you know the name of Melanie Griffiths' daughter? I don't remember, but she was the Golden Globe girl. She was the Golden Globe girl. What's the? What does that mean? <laughs> she walked people on and off the stage. Oh, that's what she was. Well, she was in an action. No, you know who she is, right? Do you know who she is? Sarah, are you still with us? I am. <laughs> Melanie Griffith's daughter? She's been in the movie. Oh my God, she was she in was Fifty just Shades of Grey. Yes. yes. She just had a pissy fit with her mother on the red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You have to understand, Andrea <laughs> reads feminist feminist literature and, and people. people. Yeah. She's well-rounded. I'm serious. <laughs> well-rounded. All right. You Nancy, you're going to be the only one who knows. Do you know who it is? No, I can't think of her name. You can't think of her name? I can't. Nancy give... did not go see Fifty Shades of Grey. I did not go see Fifty Shades of Grey. I'll give you a hint. She's she's named after not one, but two states. American states, if you will. It's there. It's I not, just can't put it together. Not, and her name's not Virginia, Dakota. so therefore it must be. Thank Dakota. you. Something or other. There Dakota you go. Johnson. You're oh, on. Oh, right. Oh, she's, she's Don Johnson's daughter. Yeah, right. Dakota Johnson. 
That's right. Okay. Uh, Willie, what are the scores so far? Just go uh, ahead and call them out. Nancy has three points. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank Max you. has a goose egg. Ooh. Andrea's got one. And Sarah's got one. All right. Oh, well, we need to move uh, to Final Jeopardy here. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I'm running out of Famous Mom. Um, I have wipes in my purse. This is a hard one. <laughs> okay. You know, I'll throw this out to anyone because it's hard. Here we go. Called the most dangerous woman in America. All four of her children. I <laughs> and you lost the second page. Margaret Sanger. Ron Emanuel's mom. Sorry, that was my Paul Harvey moment. I lost the page. Well, one moment. One moment. This is going really well, don't you guys think? Hold on. What, it's two of four. Best show ever, right? Yeah, the answer was uh, Mother Jones. Um, Very fucking Margaret Sanger. All right, I'll throw another one out. Who is, um, who in in this city, who is the, the famous mother of actress Marin Hinkle? Uh, Judge Hinkle. Yes. <laughs> that's good enough. Well, except yeah, that's Margaret. good enough. <laughs> Margaret, <laughs> Margaret, yeah, Judge Margaret Hinkle. Yeah. Not, every, not everybody knows who that. Who is also a WBA member and who has spoken at our events. I think I should get quarter points for knowing the first name and whispering your name. Oh, I didn't hear you. I remembered that one on my own. Okay, no, fine. All right, this is the one. And do you know where Marin Hinkle was born? Totally lost control of your show. Right. You know where she was born? Marin or Margaret? Marin. She was born in Tanzania when Margaret was in the Peace Corps, the first class of the Peace Corps right after law school. Is there extra credit available? Yes. One more point for Andrea. Makes things interesting. All right, who is this famous mother? Always passionate about the labor movement, the tempestuous uh, person. Dedicated her life to it after her husband and children died in an epidemic in 1867. She was a founder of the Social Democratic Party and the International Workers of the World. She organized miners who she called her boys. Who was she? Oh, well, I'm just actually gonna have to shoot myself for not knowing. Yes. That sounds like somebody we should know the answer. I, I, again, she it's in there. But it's not, but, but Mother I Jones, Mother I Jones. Okay. Mother Jones again. How about this one? I'll throw it out to everyone. Uh, few women athletes have done so much for advancing the cause of women's sports than this person. Her charisma, jump shot, and <laughs> dedication to the game has earned her superstar status. She temporarily gave up hoops and went on maternity leave to care for her new son, Jordan Eric Jackson. Who was she? Max, you might have a shot at this one. It's a, a present. Uh, it's a Brianna Stewart. No. She she was she's known as one of the greatest female basketball players ever. Lobo. Who? Lobo. No. No. Okay. Not Rebecca Lobo. Oh, Diana Taurasi. No. 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 I guess we've been crying. No. Um, <laughs> Willie. He gets points for knowing. Uh, I, I know, right? <laughs> I know more than that. Dennis Miller fawned over her at the in the ESPY Awards one year. Her, her, uh, her name is very. Uh, what's that called? An onomatopoeia when the name sort of sounds like what they do or what they are. Slam. Anyone? Don't. Swish. Uh, oh, you're close. Yeah. What? Swoosh. You're even closer. You never heard of her? Swoop. Cheryl Swoop. Cheryl Swoop. Oh, yes. <laughs> I get it. Give me a point. That's mine. <laughs> All right. Um, let's Just see. Just for the record, you laughed when I talked about the hissy fit on the red carpet and then quoted the ESPY awards. I well, I I didn't laugh. <laughs> there were there was laughter in the room, maybe. Okay. This this famous mother. This famous mother. In Jewish folklore, she was Adam's first wife. 
thrown out of the Garden of Eden because she refused to subordinate herself to him. And in some rabbinical literature, she's portrayed as the mother of Adam's demonic children. Does anyone know who this famous mother is? I'm so proud to be here. Le- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, not in my depth here. It, it says some rabbinical literature. I, not, none that I've read, but... Literally <laughs> not I've read either. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? Okay, so here's the hint. They named a uh, concert festival after her. Oh my God! Lilith. Terrible. Yes! Wow, Nancy Cremens, excellent. <laughs> um, li- right, Lilith was this strange historical figure, and Lilith Fair. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. We'll do uh, one more. Uh, one of the first female rockers to come out of the closet, the Grammy Award-winning. Melissa. Uh, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Andrea. Um, all right. I don't know if that was enough to clinch the victory. Willie, scores, please. Nancy has four points. Max has one. Andrea has four points. And I'll take that tie. One point two five. Oh, excellent. We got to do it. We got to do a, a, a tiebreaker. Yeah. Wait, I wait, will give it wait. to Nancy. One of mine was an extra it, credit. She Andrea won it there. and Nancy are tied for yeah. the win. Okay. Um, I've got one. We just do it together. You've got one. I've got one. Yeah. Okay. So the opening scene of Mad Men this year, there is a woman no, I'm, in I'm in a fur coat, right? And uh, the woman has a famous famous mother. Who was it? Wait, the actress has the a famous actress mother. The famous mother. I'm oh, behind. I I'm not caught up on this season. And I don't watch any of Mad Men, so that's okay. not a useful question. Andy McDowell is, is, a, that, is her mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll go to your question. All right, we'll go to mine. Said Brown for Mad All right, um, let's call it out if you know it. Uh, this multiple Grammy winning rap artist has balanced motherhood yes. and music. No. no. She's not rap. Wait for the question. Finish the question. <laughs> and her dual really roles inspired several songs on nineteen on her 1998 album, which I can't say the name of it or it would give it away. It was critically acclaimed and commercially successful. Uh, it was her solo debut. Uh, in adu- addition to recording, producing, and caring for her two children, she devotes significant time to Camp Hill and Refugee Camp, two New Jersey youth outreach Is programs. she royalty, perhaps? I was going to say Queen Latifah, but I didn't think she had children. She's not Queen Latifah, no, although you're sort of in the right genre. This woman, um, she just swept the Grammys one year. Uh, must have been 1998. <laughs> She's a former member of the band The Fugees. Oh, Lauren Hill. Yes! Oh, well... Wow. Everybody fought bravely, but Nancy. Nice job, Nancy. Congratulations. All right. Well, I hope you guys had fun. And, Most of the time, we not have fun. It's uh, it's part battle, it's part comedy, it's all wicked smart.